0: Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Now let's dive into today's topic. It's my pleasure to welcome Das Stunberg to the podcast. Welcome, Das. Hello. Thank you for having me here. So, Das, you work with Ludeca, although super brief. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself, that type of thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went to school at the University of Florida in mechanical engineering, and uh, like most of the engineers, wanted to design the next uh, jet engine or car. Uh, or, or something that effect and um, you know coming out uh, I was looking for something different and uh, found this company had everything to its shaft alignment uh, and lasers so it sounded pretty interested to me I had no idea that you could make a whole career on lining two shafts together but <laughs> I mean it, it is what it is 20 years I've been in this business uh, 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 doing strictly laser shaft alignment and laser alignment and so on um, uh, but basically, um, and get a little background on ultrasound and vibration, uh, analysis with that. Uh, but I'm the product manager, a national product manager of the alignment uh, division with, uh, Luteca. And it's my pleasure to be on this show.
0: All right. Excellent. It's good to have you. And you know what? It is amazing what you can make a career out of. Like you said, just lining up two
1: shafts. You think it's a simple process. <laughs> think you would absolutely <laughs> think it. And it's when it becomes, it needs to be accurate. That's when things start to change. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, what we want to talk about today is, you know, all the
0: silent or really the silent killer of rotating machinery. You know, there's lots of things that we can do to kill rotating machinery. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't as prevalent or known as some of the others, right? You know, we got misalignment. Everyone's got an idea of what that is, but there's all kinds of other things in there that people either don't know of or don't pay attention to. and That's really what we get into to, to today. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, how
1: many different ways can we l- kill rotating machinery? Oh, there's uh, too many to count, uh, whether it be uh, um, uh, materials. It, it's a defect. Defect is anything that's going to uh, go outside of what the intended operation of the equipment is uh, with that. Uh, so it can go from installation to uh, operations to uh, how it's used. Um, uh, uh, uh you know, the, the, the duration, uh, many different ways that, that can happen with that. Uh, what I'd like to focus on is, is, is what I think is an underappreciated one. Uh, we focus on misalignment, everything misalignment. We hear misalignment at the coupling, misalignment at the coupling. You do that, you're going to wear out the coupling, and or that's what we hear a lot. Um, but what ends up also happening is that the bearings end up uh, getting shot and gone and, and the, the seals and, and vibration goes up. So there's other uh, uh, things that happen with it. i a firm believer that, that it used to be 50% machinery has been failed due to misalignment. I think that number has been going down because of laser alignment. Because it's been taking uh, uh, the skill out of doing that uh, with, with the indicators you can get a good alignment. You have to really, really uh, know what you're doing. Uh, with it. And uh, in this day and age, uh, to be able to do things, document it, get it going through, you know, these technologies have really helped out with that. Um, so uh, I often see in specifications, misalignment of the coupling and so on. Uh, but but soft foot is what I think is the silent killer of our machines, because you can get aligned and at a coupling and get your Uh, set within your tolerance your offset and angle to make sure that two shafts are basically one shaft um, at at, at operating conditions Um, but if you don't have that soft foot taken care of you're going to have a problem with the machine all right so it's
0: not as simple as just aligning two shafts what is soft foot then
1: soft foot basically is machine frame distortion okay so you could take any uh, motor, any uh, uh, engine, uh, anything you could think of. That, that okay. And an engineer when they when they design and spec out the, let's say how much is going to be bored out for the bearings, what type of bearings are going to be put in there, the concentricity, the bores, and so on. I look at the specifications. Those are in tenths of thousands of an inch, or microns for uh, non-US <laughs> audience. <laughs> 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 And, uh, uh, and when you look at the line boring, how straight something needs to be, depending on the grade, whether it goes from a standard to a very high precision spindle or so on. We're talking, you know, a thou to, to three thou uh, uh, within that area with that. Um, and, and if you talk to any of the car guys who do engines, you know, they're looking half a thou or something like that for it. So, you know, I have to ask, let's say you got an engine coming from a, a manufacturer and it was going to go in your car. Okay. But then they said, uh, you know, we're going to put it in there, but uh, just let you know, one of the bearings is out 2,000s. Would you accept that? Probably not. I don't think anybody would accept that in that car. But this happens all the time because of the installation issue that could happen um, uh often quite often out 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 there so basically it's when you install a piece of machinery and you're going to bolt it down onto a a a base a foundation whatever happens to be it's the unintentional twisting of it when you have four feet that are put down that twist it that ends up causing soft foot okay excellent so if we're
0: going to perform a proper installation we got to consider soft foot is that before or after we do an alignment
1: well, that's a very good point. Um, we have uh, at LUDECA a five-step procedure that we follow uh, meticulously. And, and you can go to our website at I encourage you to uh, in, uh, enroll into our knowledge center. We have provided all these resources for free. And we have in here a five-step alignment procedure infographic. So uh, the five steps basically are you need to do your pre-alignment checks first. You need to check out lock and tag out safety. Clean the base, inspect your, your foundation, anything like that. Second thing is you need to do a rough soft foot, rough alignment, because you don't want to start out 200,000s out and try to force the shafts into it. It's not a matter of the tool not measuring it. It's a matter of you can't get the darn coupling on if you don't have it rough aligned. So you have to get that stress out of the coupling, but you got to deal with the rough soft foot. So it's like if you go to a restaurant and you have a, uh, a rocking uh, uh, table, what do you do to, to solve that? Generally throw a coaster under. Throw a coaster, sugar packet, napkin, whatever happens to you, it's really that. If everybody would at least loosen up all the bolts on your machine, tack, pull on every single uh, shim pack you have there, they should have the equal amount of force on the pull of it. Fill in the obvious gaps. Then you do an initial alignment within 10 or 15 thousandths, so that gets rid of the coupling string, and then you do a final soft foot, which I'll go in a little more detail with your laser alignment system. And then finally, after that, you do your final alignment to go with that. You do all five steps in that way. We believe that's the fastest way to get your alignment done.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Iridescio. Be sure to check out Iridescio's IBL Blended Learning for Maintenance and Reliability Professionals. This SMRP accredited project-based curriculum will take you through all aspects of a maintenance and reliability program and provides you with all the tools you need to generate a 30 times return on investment for your organization and a set of credentials from the University of Tennessee for you. You can find out more at ibltraining.com. All right. Excellent. Now, there's a lot going on there. So I want to step back for a second and let's start with the foundation, if you will, or a base. So does that mean we have to have a nice, flat, machined base or... You know, foundation to put this thing on to begin with because it sounds like if that's not right we might be introducing soft foot by torquing stuff down
1: yeah absolutely uh it, it needs to be uh, um, if you take care of some of these things in advance it's going to be easier but you can still get things done uh, uh so that is first thing pre-alignment check you're going to check to see if there's any cracks or voids in the foundation. I have to say, with uh, some of these motion uh, uh, with the the motion cameras I've been seeing now, this is being brought out into the open. That hey, some of these things are not as rigid as they should be, or you know, it, it, you see it, and uh, and and I'm glad to see this that that it's that it's shown out there because it, it exists, uh, and and um, so you got to check that out, and 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 your you know, taking care of software is only as good as your um, your foundation. Uh, the worst ones are these stamp steel type uh, 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 pump and, and motor uh, combos that I see. Uh, often aligned at the factory, but then taken, and, and I hate to say it, bolted to concrete. All right. You're talking about the ones that are bent almost in
0: like a U-shape yes, with yes. the stuff on it.
1: Okay. Yes. Directly to concrete. So there goes the alignment, whatever it happened uh, at the factory. But you, all that foot just came in. And, and, and it bends, uh, the, the base will bend to it. I mean, it's just the nature of the, the beast away the it goes. So, um, you know, you need to have a very solid foundation. And then if it doesn't need to be flat and completely machined, well, if it is, you're going to have an easier alignment. There's no doubt about that. It's, it, it is, it, you cannot escape physics, but, uh, uh, can you work with it? Absolutely. You take steps, to, step two, fill in the obvious gaps, with your shims so it's all feeder or loosen and that's also assuming no pipe strain no conduits pulling down on it, anything like that you should be able to pull on them If they're all even with that then you can go move on to step three with that so you can work with what you got with it all right perfect so what is that pipe strain then well pipe strain that that's a tip di, di, oh boy that's a difficult one too uh, I see these with the boiler feed water pumps uh, uh, these solid types of pipes you know, there's. Uh, I I posed this question once on LinkedIn, and it was really interesting to see the answer because I get this question all the time, and in my training classes I give on alignment, which is what what comes first: aligning the pipes to the machine or the machine to the pipes. You <laughs> well, know, and, <laughs> <laughs> which one comes first? And it's and it's amazing what I would get in the class. But everybody on LinkedIn that I saw said the the. You know, if you rough align the machines first in the center of their bolts, then the pipes should be fit to that, and and then that way the pipe fitter knows to reduce that that pipe stress, uh, because if you have to use a come along to pull the thing over and tack it into place uh, with a welder and 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 all that, then you're putting a strain on that motor on on the well on the uh, on the pump. And that's, again, distorting the internal bearings of it. And we look back on these charts and I see tenths of a thousandths, one thousandth, three thousandths. You better believe it. It's throwing it out of alignment internally. So pipe stress is, a, is something that needs to be addressed. Also, it's going to affect your alignment. If you try to unbolt a pump to try to move it, you're going to be fighting a pipe at the same time, too. So, you know, that's, that's something that needs to be addressed.
0: All right, excellent.
1: And then one of the other things I hear that, you know, plays with
0: these types of issues is bolt binding. Mm-hmm. What is bolt binding?
1: Well, bolt binding is basically when you're trying to move a motor or or any type of machine that's specifically in the horizontal direction and you cannot get enough movement to go to it that you are bound onto the bolt. You're hitting right up against the bolt. Okay. And uh, 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 use jack bolts. Most machines should have jack bolts for precision movement of what you're doing uh, with that. But you can misuse a jack bolt, which is basically a bolt on the foot that lets you assist the movement side to side. If you keep turning that jack bolt, you're going to be squeezing the feet together. You squeeze the feet together, it's going to move the bearings up. And that is soft foot being created right there in there, it's, it's machine frame distortion. So the the way you get out of that, ideally, is that you can make an optimized move where you can possibly move the stationary the least amount possible to do that. A lot of our tools have some of that feature that's in there that allows you to calculate that so you don't have to put 50,000 shims or whatever, yank the whole thing to the side to move it. Um, uh, That's some of the ways to do it. What you never want to do is shave down the threads of the bolts. I've heard (laughs) about that. Unless you have a specific bolt that was made for that because you're affecting the structural rigidity of it. Same thing with grinding or opening up the hole on a foot. You can slot it, but don't open up the hole because then you're gonna put a lot of stress on the washer. The washer gets cupped, you go to tighten down your bolt, it just centers back into the, uh, the machine centers back into the center of the bolt every single time you do that. So it ends up causing more problems. So uh, that, that's basically what bolt bound is with that. You should not have bolt bound in a, in a new installation. Um, uh, if, if the pump was set in and everything was set up, you should not have that going through with that.
0: All right. So this sounds like we got to consider a lot of different things when we're doing alignment. How do we go about addressing all of these issues? Whether it's a new installation or even an old installation where we had to take something out, reinstall it. Okay. Well, follow the five-step procedure.
1: That's that. That's how you address it. Because if you'd address step one, which is the pre-alignment checks and you remove the rust, scale, paint, dirt under the feet, then you're not going to have on step two, when you do a rough soft foot, or step three, or final alignment, step five, a squishy foot, which is where your foot goes and squishes down and compresses like a spring on crinkled shims or rust or scale or anything like that it happens to be under there. Uh, uh, so follow through with that. Uh you know, like I said, pulling on the shims equally sounds simple, but it's just so easy. If everybody did that, you would probably take care of a lot of the final soft foot that you would have to deal with. Now, what about the final soft foot? Um, it's well documented uh, in step four. So after you do your initial laser alignment check on step four, final soft foot, we basically use, in our, in our industry, we use uh, the lasers to measure what the shaft movement is going to be as you loosen and tighten up a bolt. Uh, It's also been done with indicators as well. It has some math with the dimensions that are put in there where it does its best to approximate the amount of movement happening at that foot as you loosen and tighten up the bolt. If you see any movement that it tells you it's past two thousandths on the machine, it's it's seeing what it's seeing. That shaft is moving as you loosen and tighten up that bolt. So you have to get it addressed if it's more than two thousandths uh, uh, on that. And, and with that, you will, uh, there's some ways to, to further fine tune it. But, uh, if you took care of step two, maybe it'll go away, but on step four, you're going to be doing some fine tuning with it, but you're not going to be dealing with pipe stress. You're not going to be dealing with the, uh, coupling strain, trying to force the shafts over. Um, you know, you're not going to be dealing with any of that because you took care of those previous steps. Then there's a time to go and put those back onto that. And you can, uh, uh, document that, if you wish, uh, later on um, with um, with the system uh, to, to confirm, you know, what you have with that. But uh, like, for instance, uh, pipe stress, you could check that as well with a, a system where you bolt up your pipes and you measure the pipe stress going through there. That's, that's another way to do uh, checks with that. But, um, you know, those are some of the things that can be done to address Uh, your soft foot. So your system that you have, you know, you should be able to not only get your shaft alignment readings, but you should also be able to get your soft foot readings and have those documented as well.
0: All right, perfect. Now, one of the questions that I often get Mm -hmm. is, you know, you mentioned crinkled shims. Should we be using new shims every time?
1: Yes, absolutely. You want to, uh, you do want to have new shims uh, uh, in there. Uh, they're, They're not that expensive, uh, uh, considering what could be the overtime involved in 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 the installation, the hassle. Um, uh, it, it's it's a good idea to have as the least amount as possible. So what you'll do is you'll take out the shims that you have, and you want to mic them. Uh, the stack that you have, no more than three to five um, uh, shims per foot. Uh, with that, and 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 make sure you mic it because anything past twenty five thou is um, a rough would say it's not the exact amount. It, it is within a, a one or two thousand. So you don't want to be throwing in your own soft foot essentially, as you start adding in shims and so on with that. Uh, it's just a simple thing to do. Um, it's it's thankfully considered a standard now to have pre-cut stainless steel shims. You don't have the tin snips and and the roll <laughs> and, and banging it down and all that involved with that. But uh, doing that will help you uh, uh, eliminate, you know, all the little things that could happen when you do your alignment. All right, perfect. So you know we do all this
0: stuff, and then there's one other factor I'm going to throw at you. Sure. Thermal, thermal growth. How <laughs> does that factor into all of this that we're doing here?
1: Oh wow, thank you for. Well, you know, we this sounds familiar. We've talked about this before, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thermal growth. Uh, the the way it factors with it is is that you could have uh, some of this pipe stress. Uh, you could have. Um, you know any type of this movement uh, happening, uh, basically thermal growth or machine frame uh, uh, movement, as as you go from uh, um, a stand uh, by to a running condition, will um, cause potentially cause the machines to run misaligned. And the goal is for them to be aligned during operating conditions. So if it ends up being misaligned, then you're basically having Two shafts are strained to each other, possibility of of internal bearings, distortion. So in a way, soft foot, you're having a distortion that's being created if it's not addressed. The way you handle that, you deliberately misalign it in the way that you think it's going to go the opposite direction so that when the machine starts running, heats up, stabilizes, it should be running straight lined up with each other with them.
0: All right. So if we have a condition where we have to worry about thermal growth, the process is still the same. We're still addressing soft foot early on. We're still doing the rough alignment. Yeah. We're just offsetting the final alignment by whatever that specification is.
1: Yes. Yes. The, there was a gentleman I know that uh, had a very good, um, and uh, I heard from Dennis Onkin was the name, very experienced person. He, uh, he said, your alignment is only as good as your target. That was a very good saying that I, that I thought with that, you know, and, and, and that has to do with how you uh, take those types of measurements with that. Uh, It used to be a guess with uh, um, taking how much the heat's going to heat up a piece of metal and you make a calculation on that. But now there's technologies available where you can measure from an offline to a running condition how much a machine moves live. Um, without having to take a coupling guard off or anything like that. It's very simple, and and, uh, some of our tools offer that capability, which um, uh, when you think about it, it's it's quite groundbreaking now to now eliminate this other defect that could possibly be happening with the machine. All right, excellent. So we've talked a lot about soft foot, what we
0: got to do to overcome it. What's the one thing you want our listeners to kind of take away from the silent
1: killer of rotating equipment? Follow the five-step procedure it's free it's there we we do that all across the world we we're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to be good <laughs> we're right. going to spend less time out there with that so it's free go out to it you know ludeca.com at our knowledge center just go and register for it you can download it we got all the videos you're free to use any of our learning videos we have we have videos on how this works uh, also additional uh, infographics on uh, on topics uh, suggested by our uh, users which were on uh, uh pipe stress infographics how to handle that Uh, we're working on machine uh, storage how to handle that uh, the different types of software that's out there all these things you can print them out put them in with your alignment kits put them on your walls if you want use them for your training classes they're all for free
0: all right excellent now Doss, where can people find out more about you Ludeca, all those great things you guys got going on
1: uh go go into Ludeca.com. uh that's our website and uh uh, you can uh, find everything you need with that. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Uh, you can find uh, me by my name, uh, Doss Studentberg. That's a D-A-U-S-S-T-U-D-E-N-B-E-R-G. And um, yeah, that's, that's how you can find out about us. All
0: right, perfect. I will make sure to share all these links with our listeners. I'm going to make sure I link to the Knowledge Center from a resource perspective. But is there any other
1: resources you want to share? I like the Tool of Manufacturing Engineers Handbook. I think that it's from the Society of Manufacturing Engineers. It's like the Machinery's Handbook, but but more of a uh, novel form. The Dimensional Metrology Chapter, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat. (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard of that, but I am
0: definitely going to uh, look it up and link to it. And I'll be sure to uh, have an espresso or two while I go through that chapter. Awesome. (laughs) All right, uh, Das, I want to thank you for taking the time today. I truly appreciate it. Absolutely. it's my pleasure.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I would like to thank you for listening and remind you that you can always find out more on maintenance, reliability, and asset management at www.irrideshield.com and by following our blog. The Rooted in Reliability podcast is a proud member of the Reliability.fm network. I'd like to ask you to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. It ensures the podcast stays relevant and is easy to find by like-minded professionals. It is only with your ratings and reviews that the Rooted in Reliability podcast can continue to grow. I thank you for providing this small but critical support. We'll see you next week when we dive into another burning topic with Rooted in Reliability, your plant performance podcast.